junior associate. You don't see that no. out there today. Junior associate product manager is ChatGPT now. That's very true. Yeah, with the right prompts, you can get away exactly. with it. If you were looking to hire a junior PM to help you out and the more admin yeah. work, then ChatGPT just took that over. Exactly. Welcome to another product podcast, your go-to place for tech stories from Europe with a special dash of Berlin Spice. I am David. And I'm Enoch. And we're here to eargasm you all over with that raw <laughs> version. <laughs> you can't laugh. <laughs> what the fuck? You said orgasm? What eargasm. Today, instead of inviting guests as a PM, we got to study our audience. So what we did is we gathered three interesting audience questions and we will answer these questions and share our thoughts. I'm very excited, Enoch, because you can always relate with all these questions. Yes, and it's community. We're doing this for you guys. The fact that you guys reached out to us, let's go. Let's talk some real life shit. I can read the questions and perhaps you can answer and then I will chime in. First question comes from Carolina from Spain. Hi, I'm a solo product manager at a small startup. Sometimes I feel lost and feel like navigating unknown water. What are your best practices and advice for someone in my situation. What resource could I leverage to establish a product mindset and do more impactful product work? Any guidance will be greatly appreciated. Well, Carolina, mm -hmm. thanks for that question. And again, I can say for both of us, we've been there. <laughs> I am still there, right? This is such a loaded question because there are so many dimensions we can go in. I'm also curious about your take on this one. I think I kind of start wondering or trying to question back on mm. certain aspects that would change a lot my answer, right? Typically it depends in yeah. product. To me is, first of all, is this something that comes from the leadership of the company? Just this solo PM trying to do proper product work isolated, mm -hmm. completely isolated. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have that buy-in from the top, you don't have even some sponsors as mm -hmm. peers in other functions as well, right? Here it's not that you have a, a product team that you can lean on, then it's gonna be very hard. But I think I, I would start by trying to understand and align expectations. Mm. If I feel that I have the buy-in, I have the trust from the leadership to do whatever is necessary to get to a point where we're doing product work, we can actually execute as, product, as a product team, then I will be able to convince engineering, mm -hmm. I'll be able to pull someone from design and create like a full product squad. Step one, right? Yep. Let's yep. get the right team in place. Yep. And then we're gonna start moving forward with the process and the outcomes. But let's, just, let's first see if we can build like the right team first. And Carolina, sorry if I butchered your name, as <laughs> David did, exactly based on this question. He started with, it depends. As a product manager, we're assuming, because again, we can't understand your full picture. With that said, building your own team or building your product team means also as a startup, that means you will have to wear different hats and which probably you do. You're probably doing user research, market research, user experience, project management, Shit, I also, my experience, I also did sales. Not sales to buying customers, but you're pitching, you're selling 
to your CEO when you're building the team. You're selling it to the engineer. I was a first PM at Blitz.gg, which is which is part of TSM, the esports company, one of the oldest esports team in US. And I was the first product manager there. I wore different hats. I had to sell it first and really buy in, make people believe that we have to be product-led. What do I mean by that? Yes, when they hire product manager as a first PM, a lot of the things that they, they want us to do is like project management or, hey, manage this engineer that's like just <laughs> having... Make this. sure they deliver shit. Exactly. Right? And it's stubborn. Bring them together. Yes, you do that. As a startup, we wear different hats. But once you start building relationship and trust, we got to be like, hey, what's our North Star? What is our vision? If there is one. Exactly. Uh, that is very true. And if, it, if there isn't, you've got to challenge that. Don't put on weight on your shoulders that you have to come up with it, but you can challenge that. Hey, CEO. Hey, CTO. I get it. Next build, next iteration. This is what we want to do. But what problem are we trying to solve? What is the end term goal? We can be obsolete in five years. How is this going to evolve in five years? Or even three years or even a year? If you're able to ask that question, I would say that you're already in better shape than most product teams out there. Because assuming that you are the first PM and you were hired for it, then the most important piece will come from doing your due diligence before joining the company. Are they looking for a product person or are they looking for someone to have the stick and make sure that the dev team is delivering because they are not? Or you are making the transition from a different role and you're going to become the first product person. So you have the relationships established and there is already a team structure in place because I've been in very different setups as well. If you are coming from a PO role, pro owner role, all you had to do was to manage that backlog and then all the decisions were made from the top. Then coming up with strong product mindset mean defining the role with your peers, potentially restructuring the team, reassessing the opportunities on the table and challenging what is that we care about. Are we solving the right problems? Are we pursuing the right opportunities? To me, by the time we get to that point, we have certain groundwork covered, but sometimes might not be the case. Yep. And the question you mentioned, best practices, knowing the different hats, you might be frustrated or lost that you're doing not so much product work, but it's the nature of startup. When you reflect after a week of work, just Think of like a pie chart of what percentage was market research, what percentage was project management, what percent was arguing with your CEO. And when you see what hat you're wearing more, if you can acknowledge that and you can see, okay, I need to wear this hat more or you want to wear product hat more, you want to wear analytical hat more because when I wear an analytic hat, CEO is more acceptive with product-led initiatives. Remember how much you're allocating your time because, again, you can get lost in the sauce, but make sure you know which sauce you're lost and which sauce you want to <laughs> use more. What's going on with sauces? There's not enough sauces in Berlin. You would know best. <laughs>
Something to keep in mind is because you're in a startup, Carolina, that also means that you're gonna be very far from the ideal scenario as a PM. So don't get frustrated because you're not doing quote unquote the right way. There's really no right way to do it. It's very much dependent on the company and the size and also the culture. If you are taking more of a product-led approach, chances are the decisions that someone else is making today are gonna be soon or at least potentially be on your plate. So you will be taking over someone else's job as well. <clears throat> and in a small startup, that is usually the CEO, right? So I used to work for this startup where the CEO had a very particular way of doing things, very different from a structure thinking process, right? You're trying to break everything down into clear problem statements and opportunities and then move from there and I realized that the biggest pain point for me was trying to align on expectations with the CEO. I needed to use every single trick that I had to reverse engineer what exactly he wanted to achieve, what exactly was that mission, what exactly was the strategy so I, I could align the product strategy. And if you're in a startup that is pre-product market fit, Oh, that, that can be a nightmare. When you're seeking that and you're like, every good idea seems like a pivot, that can be a nightmare. On the flip side, what I'm doing right now at Chainflip used to be on the CEO hands. So to me, it's key for succeeding at this role that I am on the same page with my CEO. Yeah, make friends, you will have enemies, <laughs> but keep your friends close, enemies even closer. Keep them, build a trust, understand how they work, right? How your CEO works and go from there. With that said, David, she asked some resources that she can leverage. Can you give us some resource links besides, of course, our beautiful podcast that you're listening to? Of course. I can recommend you Reforge posts. Not necessarily the programs or the membership. I think they have a very strong blog. And there's one in particular, we're gonna leave the link below that is called the product strategy stack. And that is a blueprint to just sit with your main key stakeholders, in this case with the CEO at least, and try to define explicitly what is the company vision and strategy, how you can plug the product strategy from their talk about goals and roadmap. That is already a huge win. And then, yeah, I would say that you can follow, of course, we like very much Lenny Podcast. Yep. Right? So Lenny Podcast is basically Lenny interviews product managers on specific themes and topics. There's actually a specific episode. There's a Lenny's podcast with Farid Mosovat. I'm butchering everyone's name today. He's a chief development officer of Reforge and Slack. There's a segment that he talks about how you should delegate your time as a product manager to grow as a product leader. Everything we will give you on our description, on our bio link below. Up until we get the sponsors. Yes. You know? Who knows? <laughs> Ford sponsors us. We'll give you a free link to trial Definitely. code. But I think we can start with our podcast, Lenny's podcast, Reforge blogs. And then mentorship. Let's talk about mentorship. David, you mentor a little bit, right? Yeah, I'm doing that as a hobby right now. And the reason I can talk for hours about this issue, Carolina, is a very common question. Seek that mentorship outside of the organization because you're going to see who am I going to be 
learning from when it comes to product if I'm the only one. That's the reason you can just reach out. There are many platforms out there for mentors. There's one called ATP List. You can find me there. I can also leave the link. But there are others like Mentor Cruise or can think about the other one now. But yeah, yep. outside the organization. Product HQ Slack, I think, comes to my mind. As well. Yep. And also, sometimes you don't have to be like this official, hey, I want to look for a mentorship. I sometimes I just message LinkedIn, hey, I see you're doing this. Can we grab a coffee or virtual meetup? And I want to share my experiences. It's a way, great way to connect. Because sometimes when people message me on LinkedIn, hey, can you be my mentor? I'm like, yo, like, I don't <laughs> even know you. <laughs> Too much to ask for cold DM. Yeah, and yeah. like, again, I have commitment issues. That's why I have a cat, not a girlfriend. Like, well. We can talk about your commitment issues. That's man. true. This is not a therapy session, but definitely <laughs> make friends and just share your experience and go from there. Second question, David. This question comes from Julia from Germany. So she says, I've been working as an SEO manager at a tech company for several years now, and I would like to move to product management. I would like your advice on best approach. Should I be focusing on acquiring certain certification, such as online product management or Scrum certificates, or is there any other path that you suggest? Okay, yeah, again, this one is fairly common as well, which is how do I make the transition? And trying to play your strength, Julia, I think certain growth PMs, they are coming from marketing, from performance marketing or CRM or something related to acquisition or retention, I wouldn't really focus on getting a Scrum certifications or anything boring like that. I'm not a big fan about certifications. If anything, I feel they're even counterproductive. They're expensive too. I have one. You have one? I have one. I got the... Shame on you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Every weekend I will go take classes. It's a very old school mindset. And the people who were getting the certificate with me, I was the youngest one. Hmm. These are the people like 50 plus who are trying to change their career because their jobs are being obsolete. Certificates, sure. But there are so many things you can learn from. Yeah. I, I think it's fair if you have zero experience. So then a product owner role might be like a big deal for you to start. But for someone that is already working as an SEO manager, they understand acquisition and technically speaking as well, they are more fluent than someone that has zero. I would focus on getting closer to the dev team, given that there are certain technical SEO stuff that you can do with them and probably did already. Try to get a grip on how to talk to them and building these relationships then you can start doing the same with the designer. Right? You are working with this team that potentially tomorrow can be your own team as a PM as you learn how to deal with other stakeholders. And suddenly, hey, you're making the transition, of course, assuming you're on the same company, right? Because yeah. that is easier. It's always easier to make the transition to product within the same company. But yeah, what's your take? You know? Yeah, so for me, I cannot be controversial and I'm gonna be devil's advocate. Yeah. You said features. Fuck that. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say, get close to engineer, mm -hmm. which is totally good advice. You should and you need to. But if you work on SEO, one of the biggest thing about you is the audience, or at least the audience you want to acquire. Product means you know your users, you have user empathy. So you have that knowledge already. You probably have worked with product managers. All my SEO managers, I've worked with. 
Web Core Vitals project at Autoscout or SEO new acquisition from my Outperformal projects. And you can leverage your experience with product and say, hey, can you voucher me as a product? I will share SEO knowledge and I will teach more on the other side. Design, connect with the designer. So you mean more like shadowing? Exactly. Kind of- shadowing and just changing your knowledge because you guys both know your audience. Mm-hmm. So while you're getting close with the engineers, perhaps even you can build big features, share the knowledge. Let me give you SEO knowledge. You give me that design connect or you give me a product that we can change a little bit. I'll shadow you. You can quote unquote lead this SEO initiative, sit in my SEO meetings if you like to learn, right? And you have to find these products who are interested to learn. Yes, I see the deal in there, right? I can tell you, come along, join a few meetings. Chances are you already been in those where I was leading the session or whatever. If they are interested in doing product, they're already paying attention to what you're doing. You have this idea, you know the audience, right? Hey, go solo and try to launch the entire thing from inception to measuring success after you launch the thing. Yeah. And the launching doesn't have to be too complex, right? Yeah, it can be a small feature. Yep. I also talked about with our team design sprints, Google Ventures, idea to testing the idea. It doesn't have to be actual development, prototype. Ah, I also have a strong opinion about design. Okay. As you can see, Julia, we can go on and on. And doesn't mean we, <laughs> David and I agree on our suggestions. Julia. Take whatever helps you yes. in your particular situation. Obviously. And of course, and I believe it's going to be mine. And hit us up. Hit us up which worked, which didn't. Perhaps we will learn from you. Don't listen to this Argentinian and Korean wholeheartedly, but definitely leverage this advice and go from there. Yeah, please ditch the certification and bring value. Yep, that we both agree. Bring value to the table. Yep, 100%. Yeah, so that was actually two audiences were females, which is, that's amazing. Must be you. They know you're single, that's all. The commitment (laughs) issue, I don't think that helps. But the last question, so... This is Justin coming from US, a little different world, I feel like from Spain or Germany, but this is also classic uh, question, uh, a dilemma that we all had. As a recent business grad, I'm aiming for PM role, but facing challenges in this recession. I get initial interviews, but no offers. It seems like company want entry level PMs with experience, which I don't have. Could you share any tips or advice on how I might break through? Ha. Huh. I would probably have given a different answer a year and a half ago, but I will still share my tips and tricks. It's a different market today, right? Oh. I feel that we are moving to the employer's market. Yep. Where before anyone could just get another offer and jump boats to the next higher paying job in the market. Better sushi or better... Yeah, whatever attention. perk, pick your ridiculous perk of preference. There's a, a double-edged sword when it comes to the PM role because it's very wide, means that it's hard to master, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, gives you many entry points. So let's say you're coming from business. So at least that is a strength that you can use in your favor. When it comes to a strategy, when it comes to business goals, then you can start breaking the overall 
market opportunity, mm -hmm. even follow a different strategies in the market, you can easily build a business case, right? What you're lacking is probably everything that has to do with building the thing and, and anything that has to do with user experience. The, the business side of things, building the case, even thinking about the market, how you're going to market and sell that product of, of, or service, that should be your entry point. Now, <laughs> given the market how it is today, chances are companies are looking for roles with at least a bit of experience or even experienced people for less money. Right? Yeah. Don't you feel, Enoch, that every time you go to LinkedIn, everyone is looking for a lead PM, at least? Yeah, it's, also we're in that career as well, but <laughs> I don't see junior or entry, right? No. Even entry, we say two, three years yeah. of experience. Yeah, junior, associate, you don't see that no. out there today. Junior associate product manager is ChatGPT now. That's very true. Yeah, with the right prompts, you can get away exactly. with it. If you were looking to hire a junior PM to help you out and the more admin yeah. work, then ChatGPT just took that over. Exactly. So yeah, to me, it would be either you build something on your own. If you have free time, try to build something from ideation to launch. It doesn't matter if it's going to be successful or not. You can actually say, hey, I have this relevant experience, which is going from zero to one and launch a product and did this and that, and you can walk me through that thinking if I am the hiring manager, that is already very valuable for me. If you're already working, I would think longer term and try to get a job that is gonna put you very close to make the transition. So in your case, that might be some kind of a strategy role, even business development role, it could be even customer support if you want to, mm -hmm. right? So anything that can allow you to make the transition. Bonus points if it's customer related. Yeah. So, Justin, I've done a lot of product interviews. I can give you three advice. Two that I think is evergreen, whether pre or post pandemic, it's still relevant. And third, probably more relevant to this current recession. So first one is, and this is me as well when I was at your stage, I thought, fake it till you make it. You fluff the numbers. I see even higher leads doing it, <laughs> changing from 500 users to 1,000 users. You say, oh, this is 100% X growth, using percentages <laughs> when the numbers are low. And it's a trick, people, it's not a fluffing, it's real thing, right? Um, or you also fl a fluff like, oh, I managed a team to do this and this. I managed three teams. Turns out it's like, group of two people and sometimes it's one person in two teams right <laughs> we as a person who interviewed so many pms we, i can sniff that shit miles away don't try to fluff it too much like i can read your bullshit right off the bat from the resume so if you even check the resume exactly i would say just being more honest that is what worked really well. And for me, insecurity as recent grad, I was fluffing it. Coming on the other side, when I see a candidate says, hey, I don't have product management skills or launch a big product, but in grad school, these are the projects that I work with that relates to product management experience. Number one, relationships. When a group project, I was able to manage these conflicts. These conflicts also exist in companies in product management. And you deliberately have to point these examples. In my school setting, this is what I did. 
And those skills actually translate in product management, relationships, critical thinking, assumptions. <laughs> If you can articulate that, I'm choosing you over three years of experience on the resume with a bunch of fluff. I don't see that happening as much in you. I get that in the US, you、mm-hmm. can leverage your existing experience to make it work、mm-hmm. in this context, but given that here you can get very shitty PM jobs, then I would say your best shot is getting one of these shitty jobs first as a Product owner, as a project manager,、yeah. you'll probably get bored fairly quick, but then you can start doing things on your own to prove that you are product led. Yep. And I know you're coming from US, we don't know where you're applying. After my grad school, after one year of product management, I had to go back to a project manager for a year.、Mm. But you learn different skills and don't beat yourself up because you're not getting PM roles. Think long term. Yes. One PM I rejected at my current company, and she mess emailed me back. Can you give us give me feedback? Blah blah blah. We liked her, but I told her honestly, hey, you're good, but we went with the person who's more experienced. You're good, but it's just the timing of the market, timing of our company growth right now.、Mm-hmm. Just need a really skilled person. I wish I can help you. Don't take it personally. Like you are getting initial interviews, that means you're doing something great. So. Keep knocking, but connect your accomplishments to PM. Don't fake it and be more honest. And last thing, when I'm hiring as an older PM, as a thirty-something-year-old, when I see young PM with passion, I gravitate towards that. Show your passion, how you're interested. Do your homework. Hey, I gave your product to my friends and interviewed them. This is what they felt. When you bring those things. Yeah, that is a huge difference. Not only you use the app, but you already went out research with your friends or with their core audience. For example, hey, I reached out one of your audiences and did this and this. That's what I mean when I say build something and launch it. I'm not even thinking how easy it is today with ChatGPT to actually build something from scratch. To me, that was always true even before ChatGPT. But today, you really have no excuse to go. Far and beyond, and build something on your own, right? Build a prototype, use a no-code tool, whatever. There's really infinite ways to show that you're passionate about getting a role. Just play your strengths, because I've seen many people just this is a numbers game. I'm gonna apply to 150 companies. If you're checking the job description that they are looking for this profile, you have not a single overlap on any way, no matter the fluff, no matter the, how much you can fake it, it's not gonna happen, right? It is not numbers game. And I see those resumes、yeah. once in a while, and it comes all the way to my desk or a virtual desk. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, there are, there are other things to optimize as well. I think we're talking about the 80-20 here, right? Please do a one pager on your resume. Either you can really consolidate relevant outcomes on your roles, or you're just adding fluff, which、yeah. we don't care. Also, please don't send the same resume to every single company. Not everything is relevant for everyone. Again, tells me that you don't do your due diligence. Messaging on LinkedIn, one person perhaps is okay, or two. If you're messaging everybody, I had a case. This person messaged me. Message a different department, like three, four different departments. Spamming and, everyone yeah, in the company. It just looks bad. Yeah.
And also think, again, thinking critically. For instance, you're a former dev and you want to make the transition. You're sending your CV to 15 different industries. So you're saying that you're a good fit for 15 different industries? No. Chances are maybe two or three. Have you been in any shape or form close to the customer, to the user, right? Mm -hmm. That you can tell a story about it in your previous roles. I rejected a lot of people that you can see there's no passion in there. Everyone has weaknesses and strengths, but you can tell yeah. in the interviews. And one last hot tip, since you said you get initial interviews, I'm guessing you sit with the PM. When usually initial is like HR, maybe junior PM, and then you get to the your manager, potential future manager. Ask a good question. I have this mental of this saying. If your questions can make the PM's eye go open their eyes or make like hesitation face, I'm like, huh, never heard that before. If you can make that their face, never heard that before, that's a good question. You're already, you're memorable. Like they will remember you. You might not get the offer like, oh shit, that's a good candidate, right? Mm -hmm. I do remember a few PM's who ask these very intricate questions, interesting questions, and that's the one I will report to my manager, hey, we should prioritize this candidate next over yeah. 20 other people that I interviewed. Yeah, the, to me, it's a cherry on top. Definitely asking great questions. It's not going to make up from a shitty interview, but don't think that it's not going to take points from you. I remember one time this person, no, I don't have any questions. Are you saying that you have not a single question to ask? Mm -hmm. about your role in this company. What I'm hearing is you know exactly what you're gonna find in this role in this company. Yeah. That yeah. is just ridiculous. And if you're not curious or company you don't care <laughs> about the person, like for example, if I were interviewing to David, let's say I'm in your shoes, but I don't care about chain flip or crypto, I will ask to David about his experiences. Like, hey, I see you transition from this and this. How is this like? At least get interest. If you're not interested in the company, which is already a red flag. Yeah, of course. Show you're interested in that person that you're in you know, the interview were. In right? the team. Who yeah. are going to be your immediate peers. Exactly. Who are you exactly. going to be working with? And you know what I say to say, make them come to you. Ideally, you are not in a position where you have to go and start knocking doors. Yeah. I understand that it's not the norm, but question yourself. How can you start building up that, call it reputation, call it, I don't know, network, call it whatever, where you don't need to send applications. You don't need to knock at company's door. And you'll get there, Justin. Yeah. It might be building the skills so they come. Mm -hmm. Remember, we're using platforms like LinkedIn, like typical dating apps. It's all about discoverability. So learn how the recruiters and companies do the search. They use keywords, learn what keywords you should have, because remember that recruiters sometimes have no idea about the role itself. So you need to pass their filter first before the hiring manager. But to your point, it's employer's market, but also we don't live in a day and age where it's like, you work for one company for the rest of your life. You getting the network, all that, you are a brand. You need to think of you as a company. Mm -hmm. So when a recruiter is reaching out to you, they're reaching out to a brand, they're reaching out to a company. There's a reason why Pharrell is creative director for Louis Vuitton. Yes, he's creative, no doubt about that. But 
he can bring NBA players, he can bring musicians, all the network and the eyes he can bring. Jay Z was performing <laughs> with Pharrell after the fashion show. When have you seen Jay Z performing? We live in the day and age like you are the company, you are the brand. Okay, I guess Enoch, this one is very interesting, huh? Yeah, this is definitely different than inviting our guests. But the reason we want to do this is because we want to listen to our audiences and we want this to be a community. That is a wrap for today, listeners. Thank you, Carolina, Julia, and Justin for your great questions. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today. For those listening, do you have any question to ask? Don't hesitate to reach us out. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Our handler is another product P with a P at the end, another product P. Thanks for tuning in, your hosts, David and Enoch. See you in the next episode of another product podcast. Adios, chutzi, and goodbye. <laughs>